0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Defending the Kingdom. And we have got a special show for you uh, today. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with my man, the shop, the barber, barbershop, the spider, 10-year NFL veteran, Sean Barber. Sean, it's good to see you. We continue to pray and lift people up and our families during this. We're getting closer, buddy. We're getting closer. <laughs> getting into clear. But we want to spend some time today talking defense. And to me, the way the Chiefs get better in 2020.
1: Yes, everybody always talks about how explosive so the Chiefs begin and start with Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, but it's the defense. Sometimes one of the un uh untold aspects about this organization this team that has allowed them to reach championship status the the turning from a uh 3-4 to a 4-3 defense in one off season, coach spags came in dropped the philosophy and got buy-in from a group of men who wanted to take on the entire world it was kansas city's defense versus the world how to become a serious contender on the stage of the and the full uh, of the stage of the nfl when it comes to playing defensive football
0: let me give one example of the season. I'll get your reaction, and then we're going to show you a graphic which uh, illustrates this point. Denver game last year. Um, Pat goes down with a dislocated knee. Now, the Denver, that stadium, we know can be awesome. They're great fans. But they're, since they're sick of losing to the Chiefs. They'd lost seven straight times, but they're going, wait a minute. Mahomes is out. This is a one-score game. Flacco's getting sacked about every time, but... One play, Cortland Sutton gets behind the defense or a scoop and score, and all of a sudden it's tied at 13. Then what happens? Hitch, Anthony Hitchens comes through on a blitz, sacks Flacco, ball comes out, Raglan picks it up, Chiefs score. Now 13 to six becomes 20 to six. And you could feel, you were down on that field, you could feel the oxygen come out of every one of those fans going, it ain't gonna be today either. So that one single defensive play flipped that whole game.
1: Yeah, they talk. It's a thing. Pressure busts pipes. There's there's two things that pressure does. It either it either creates a diamond, right? You put a lot of pressure on a piece of coal, you create a diamond, or it busts pipes. And what we've seen with the the Kansas City Chiefs defense is, it's created some diamonds. We had some guys, some players with some skills, kind of in the rough. We had a great leadership piece in Tyrone Matthew and Frank Clark, but we needed these young guys to be able to play above their head, play like veterans, play like they had years under their belts. And what we've seen is the pressure we put on our defense has in turn put pressure on the opposing offense. They've had to try to make plays to stay up with the, the the high-powered offense we have here, and sometimes we've been able to take advantage of that and make them pay really big with a turnover, a big fumble, a scoop and score. You talked about the Denver game, but we can go back even further to the Detroit game with the scoop and score for – Their touchdown turns to our touchdown, the swing of momentum in that game, the end of the Minnesota Vikings game, the comeback against the Texans in the playoff, and then the Super Bowl. All of those games were spurred by a key defensive turnover or a great big play made by our defensive unit. I
0: think, too, of Thornhill's pick six against uh, the Raiders late in the year. Okay. Here's a graphic to show what we're talking about. Look at these numbers. This is the seven years of Andy Reid's tenure as head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Twenty-eight times Barbershop, the Chiefs have scored on defense in that seven years. The record in those games, Kansas City is twenty-five and three. And it, it, it to I mean, if you can pick up one or two of these defensive plays, explosive plays, it can mean all the difference in the world.
1: Yeah, it also affects the, the, like you said, 20, 25 wins have accounted from those kind of turnovers. But let's think how many more wins where a big defensive play might not have went for a score. Just change the the field position. Instead of the other team in field goal range, we turn them over so we keep points off the board. Um, We take a possession, we intercept it and put our offense in the red zone. Two or three plays later, Pat Mahomes is scoring. So there's so many games you can probably turn and uh, look at how many defensive plays led to a Chiefs points immediately? And I bet that number even gets higher than 25 over uh, Andy's last seven years when you talk about how many imp- impactful plays on the defensive side of the ball directly led to a Kansas City Chiefs victory.
0: Yeah, I think of the four picks in the Mexico City game against the Chargers. And, of course, without the stop, there is no Wasp. If the chiefs don't get an initial stop in super bowl 54 and it was stop, score, stop, score. Okay. Um, so it's why I get excited when I look at this draft class and I'm just going to put up Willie gay junior here. Uh, when you see him, we talked about him being DJ last week. He's, I get a little Derrick Johnson feel to him. You look at his 52 yard interception against Kentucky. You get an, into a thought here. You played this position. When you put a guy in the middle of your defense, that can make those kind of explosive plays like a Tyree Kill play on defense, what does it mean?
1: Man, he's exciting. He's he's an impact player. He's a guy who's coming in day one, is going to make an impact in some phase, in some level of the defense. Um, Having a guy his size with that type of speed and his instincts to be around the ball, and he's a physical player. Um, Like I said, man, he's a hammer. He's not a nail. He doesn't take any hits. He delivers all the blows all the time. And that type of mentality is rare especially when you uh, mix it with his skill set as far as his speed, his covering techniques, and his overall ability to be an impact player. So uh, you know what, what Coach Spags loves to do, Andy Reid loves to do on defense? They love to get a, a a group of playmakers. Making plays is contagious. Now, not everybody has the hands to actually make a pick. Not everybody has the speed to run it back for a touchdown. But if you look through our defense, we have, we have some really – Um, 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 unique playmakers, even starting on the front line with Frank Clark. Then you talk about now Willie Gay, Anthony Hitchens in the back end uh, with uh, Tyron Matthew. These are guys that you're going to start trying to see offenses trying to avoid. How can I throw the ball and not be around any of these playmakers because I know that if I throw it a little bit off, it can be a pick six. It can be an interception, it can be a turnover. So that's the one thing we talk about putting that pressure on the opponent's offense. Just having playmakers at all three levels now is gonna make it very tough for offenses preparing for the Kansas City Chiefs defense.
0: Well, we're gonna take DK up a notch right here because you mentioned Tyron Matthew. Hey, let's bring in the kingdom landlord himself to talk about this very topic. And now, what a treat! Because we get joined by the landlord. <laughs> Hope you paid the rent, because he is <laughs> with us now. Uh, the landlord, of course, Tyron Matthew, leader uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs defense, world champion Kansas City Chiefs defense. And first of all, it is just awesome to see. I can't wait till I get to see you in person. But, uh, <laughs> Good to see you. How's your crew doing? I know you got little little ones. You got little yeah. ones, bigger little
1: ones. Nah,
2: we're doing we're doing well, man. We're smiling. Uh, trying to make the best of it. Um, trying to stay positive, you know, doing our best to think about others uh, that that don't necessarily have what we have. Um, So um, uh, for us, it's, you know, being all about just, you know, staying close, um, trying our best to, uh, you know, keep a positive spirit.
0: Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I want to ask you, Shop and I, our focus this week has been on the defense. How can it take another level? Where's the next jump? Where does it go? And I want to ask you just individually and as a defense overall, How do you, what's the encore and how do you get better in 2020?
2: Yeah, I think really, you know, um, I thought we played well, but I didn't think once I really reflect on the season, uh, I realized that we probably didn't play half to our level Um, and uh, we could have had a lot more production at the ball. Um, You know, I know myself, uh, especially the leader, right? I dropped, wait, what, eight interceptions? (laughs) You know, so um, you got to make those plays. I think those plays turn into scoring opportunities, not only for the offense, but sometimes the defense can get in the end zone. Um, uh, you know, another thing, uh, you know, I thought um, is that, you know, we added some real speed, you know, in the draft. Um, not only at the linebacker position, but if you really look uh, at, the, at some of our late picks in the, in, in the late, later rounds, uh, you know, those guys can tackle. Those guys got some size on them but I think most importantly, they got speed. I think when you're able to add speed, um, you're able to, to to truly deceive the offense. Um, you, you realize that you, you're not going to give up a ton of big plays, chunk plays. You got guys that can really run uh, down the field um, um, and, and, allow, and allow guys like me to kind of hunt the intermediate levels. Um, You know, uh, we picked up the guy, you know, Willie Gay Jr. Uh, I I think he's going to be big for us. Um, I think he's going to be an extension of me, you know, on the football field. And um, so, uh, uh, as long as you've got guys like that, um, I I think you can always go, you know, in in the right direction.
1: I know Coach Coach Spags is going to do his part of making sure that Willie Gay understands the the ABCs of the defense. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I had a chance to play under Coach Spags, and I know when he says A1, B2, C3, and ask you in what order those things need to be re- repeated, yeah. you got to repeat them back the exact way, right? A yeah, linebacker yeah. has to cover uh scene to the flat, seam right. through the hook to the flat. Yeah. He speaks in a certain way, and he wants those guys to repeat that exact language back to him so he knows that everybody's on the same page. And that's the one thing we talk about is communication. How to take something from being a great defense to an elite defense. I think it begins with the communication level. And you've been Key in that ever since day one, getting here, demanding the guys continue to communicate with one another, whether it's a good play or a bad play, the communication level can always pick up to make it uh, an elite defense.
2: Absolutely. Um, And I think, you know, as a leader, you know, you take you take great pride in communicating with your teammates. Um, not only off the field, but but on the field, especially. Um, you know, we talk through certain concepts, I, like I tell my DB, it's important. You know, you know how volleyball girls huddle up, you know, after the set. <laughs> it, I think we should do that as a de- as a defense, like like DBs. We should huddle up. Hey, what just happened? Because that play comes up the next series. Um, you know, I always go back to the to the Super Bowl. You know, the interception that Kendall Fuller made. Had we not made that communication, he wouldn't have made that play. And I think, I think you have to require that every play. You can't do it, you're not perfect, none of us is, but I think that that's the standard. Um, and once everybody can kind of accept that, uh, like you mentioned, uh, I, I think it'll naturally take your defense to, a, to an elite level consistently.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And we see you try to do that, but yeah, I mean, the offense gets the huddle, why don't you guys? All right, now, the, you've been a champion now at every, every level. That's what's cool. But I want to ask you, when you get a team, a team that has the potential to attack in all three phases, we know what the offense can do. You've already alluded that that next, and that's kind of our thesis, the next step for the defense is to be this weapon, right? Um, When you get a team that keeps putting pressure on the opponent offensively and
2: defensively and with special teams, how devastating that can be to an opponent. Uh, I mean, it can crush a lot of opponents. Uh, You know, I think, you know, most guys don't want to play four quarters, especially with a good football team, (laughs) you know, especially a team that's good in all three phases. Um, So, and I think that that's the mission that that we're on collectively. Um, You know, I think the offense does a good job of really, you know, playing to their capabilities, right? And I think the other units have that potential. And um, as long as the offense continue to push us and as long as I continue to push guys around me, um, I think collectively, we can all be this, this explosive team, um, this team that, you know, uh, that, that most teams don't want to play. Um, and so uh, I, I think that's the goal for us. That's the, that's the ambition, really. Um, and that's the motivation.
1: Yeah. When we look at a defense has been as good as the defense ended up last year. And like you say, the one thing that was missing from last year, I think, and 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 everybody would admit it, is that consistency, right? Yeah. The, the, the slow start, but the communication levels there. You could you could tell by your demeanor after some of the games, whether it was a win or loss, you were coming out excited, excited about the way your guys were communicating on the back end. Yeah. And so sometimes, sometimes that was confusing for the media because they said, man, that you know the team gave up 30 points. Well, Tyron's acting like it was a shutout. Well, <laughs> defensively, that communication level was on an all-time high. So I could yeah. see how that was growing and rolling. You you felt that defensive momentum hitting. And then after that Tennessee game, you was like, man, we got all the pieces all the part. Now it's time for us just to start firing on all levels and, and kind of working off each other's um, you know, the, the pass rush and the, the back end. They're they're like a yin and yang, right? Getting to yeah. the quarterback and covering, it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a hand in hand type thing. You gotta mesh together and so the, the way I see this defense continuing to go, on, like you're saying, putting some top-end speed on the cornerback level to allow you to free up and roam that middle is just going to add a whole different dimension to what Coach Spaggs was doing with our defensive back end. Um, and and that's just, that's exciting for the kingdom to see.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, your, your heart is as good as your game. We're going to let you go, but before we do, you got something really cool coming up next week that we all want to participate in. Fill us in. Um, I know you don't get the softball game this year, right? But you nah. guys really need to be
2: Yeah, so uh May 7th, uh next Thursday, uh I'll be partnering with uh Sports Radio 610 here in Kansas City. Um and we're gonna try our best to really raise as much money to kind of impact the people of Kansas City. Um so uh the beneficiaries of this will be Hope House Restart and the BMA Foundation. Um uh, I think those three programs do a great job. I think they reflect um you know, really what I want to do in the community. Um, and so uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited, um, you know, about the Solid Auction. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, something big where fans could come in and support, teammates could come in and support, um, buy things, knowing that um, it's going directly to those Kansas City beneficiaries. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, if anybody has any more uh, questions, information, um, they want to know anything, just visit tyramatthew.org, um and they can get all the information. But, um, just excited, man, that that, that I have the platform to be able to to really reach people and try my best to help people. Um, and I think that's important. I think it's important for us to just always think about you know others.
0: Well, we'll jump in there and help you all we can. Rob, you. I know you played ten years in this league. When you see a guy like this do what he does, he's carrying on the legacy of this league, brother.
1: Man, it was amazing because when I got to Kansas City, it was part of our contract to do things in the community. And to see mm-hmm. guys now, like on Tyron's level, that are doing it just from their heart—it's not—it's not a contractual agreement. He's doing it because he has a love for the city, a love for community. He loves helping others. And seeing mm-hmm. as a player, not being forced to do that, but is doing it out of the genuine—the—the uh, the sincerity in their heart, man—that that that, that that brings me back to a time when guys were about guys, man. Ball is about ball, a uh, game respects game. Tyron, you're doing yeah. it on, on an amazing level. You keep you. them guys on and off the field doing great things with your family, man. Continue to be a leader in this community.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: No doubt, brother.
0: Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it, it man. God bless you, man. And thank real, you. God real bless it.
1: you. Got
0: Take it. care. All right. All right. Wow. So, shop. Uh, what a great pickup to get that guy, not only on our team, to make this football place, but the way he's wired. He just uh, – huge impact by Tyron Matthew in this community and throughout the kingdom.
1: Man, it took me 10 seasons and after I retired to realize what was important to me about football. And it's the ties that people have between their faith and their family and how football ties it all together. Um, it's such a unique um, you know, time that we're going through now, but to have somebody with that kind of heart for Kansas City, and he's only been here one year, and that's how you know it's not something that's superficial. It, it's, just, it's just who he is. He has a love and a passion for our community. Um, so I, as much as we can, I think we should... Uh, definitely reach our arms and, and, and grasp and wrap around um, the the, the a thon he's doing uh, next, next Thursday, man. If we can uh, encourage all of our listeners to uh, tune in to 610 and, and get a part of that, um, that telethon to raise as much money as possible for the Tyron uh, Matthew Foundation, that would be very, very important to us.
0: Yeah, that's, it's, it's amazing. The thing, it's only going to be my 27th year in the league, but what I'm learning is who's real. That dude is real. Yes, like he what is. you see from him, is what you get. Like that's uh, I appreciate about him. But our theme here has been to get explosive on defense. I just think it's the next step for this team. That when all of a sudden they get one or two scores, a scoop and score, a pick six, and they're athletic. And you mentioned earlier in this podcast at all three levels. I'm just going to throw out Lejarius Sneed too. The kid picked up from Louisiana Tech, who played safety and corner there, but a 41 inch vertical, 4'3'7. But he's got, there's dudes that can jump and run but don't have any ball skills. I mean, we've had guys like that, right? This guy had eight picks for them, uh, 28 passes broken up. But he's a guy, too, that has the ability to turn a play going the other way. I mean, it just devastates a team when all of a sudden, not only do I lose possession. You brought up early in the podcast the 100-yard fumble return against Detroit. That's a 14-point swing in a four-point game. I mean, if that's the next step for this team, who knows where it can go? And with only one team getting a bye, only one team is going to get the one seed obviously, but there's no no two seed getting a bye this year,
1: then that could be the difference of maybe getting a one seed. You said it exactly. Only one team is getting a bye, so the 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 slow rolling into the season. I think everybody knows that there's going to be three or four teams expected to be in in it at the end when it comes to the AFC. Now, which team can play the best, the most consistent for the entire season is going to deserve that uh, one seat. In the past, it's been, hey, as long as you can finish strong, um, um, finish the season on a roll. You want to make sure that you have some momentum late in the, in the year. Get, get the, get the bye if you can. But um, um, it's more about playing good football at the end. I think this might be the first season where the season as a whole, because it's only that one bye, it's going to be one team that gets the advantage of that bye week. And you know how important it is after a 17-week season to take one week to watch the other league, watch the other guys uh, battle, avoid injury one more week, and then for having some team come to your house for the AFC Championship game, I think that our target, our focus is going to be the number one seed all year long, starting fast, starting focused. And to do that, the defense needs to be what we said today, explosive.
0: All right, man. Well, thanks for being with us. Uh, take care of that family. Keep rolling uh, with your one-room schoolhouse there at the, at Barbershop University. Uh, so this is fun. I look at these guys that we drafted and, and maybe jump into another level and have Tyron with us. Uh, it's You get excited, man, what this season could be.
1: Sky's the limit.
0: Sky's the limit, baby. All right, brother. Let's run it back. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Defending the Kingdom. This is the Chiefs' official podcast network.